It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movie superheroes, and apparently McDonald's, so mm. let's talk it all out. My name is Chris. And my name is Mike. And this week, we're talking those Deadpool 3 leaks, Mike, and I'm trying to get on this SEO for Deadpool leaks, because apparently <laughs> that's what we need to be on. Uh, drip, 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 baby. According to Ryan Reynolds. Uh... Well, Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer officially dropped. We talked a little bit about last week, and I want to talk about the um, you know the trailer itself, its references, and then how that has affected uh, the entertainment community within a short period mm-hmm. of time this week. Superman Legacy gets some casting details, which um, I, normally I wouldn't bring this up. It's not a huge deal, but I think there's some interesting tidbits at the end of the episode we'll talk about with Superman Legacy, uh, because obviously... Um, if we know anything about James Gunn, he's out on social media all the time, doing all the things. Yes. <laughs> uh, whether that, whether that gets him hired, fired, or both, uh, is to be uh, remain to be seen. But uh, we got a we got a nice little episode for everybody today. Very excited. Yes. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you are checking us out here on yeah. YouTube. But also, this is always an audio podcast only first yes. tv show <laughs> if you will uh i guess you could watch a podcast on your tv depending on what app you have well, installed there, on your smart tv there are video podcasts um and and apple has a whole section for video podcasts in their app but we are not one of those uh, we just happen to, to have a video on youtube if, if you want to watch us uh see mike's little animations people are always impressed with us mike i'm like i'm like i'm the technical mind of the podcast mike is the art director and uh i just want oh to my you, gosh give you is that the case you you definitely know way more about all this. If you've ever noticed, whenever I'm out of town, Chris gets a replacement, and whenever he's out of town, we just don't do this show. <laughs> it's because it can't happen without him. But I do have to say, uh, Chris and I recently have been absolutely obsessed with this new McDonald's venture. Oh, yeah. So much so that we were just singing the jingle just before we hit record, and we both inserted uh, the new McDonald's Cosmics. called Cosmics. Yeah. into the jingle uh and then we just had to wait for the intro of the show to finish so we could keep talking about it and, and, yeah if you're in the Illi- if you're in the illinois chicago, chicago region yeah they have they have a brand new like uh mcdonald's which has kind of like been described at least to me through tiktok as like a dunkin donuts starbucks um dutch brothers kind of like competitor yeah. they're seeing a they're seeing a growing market slice and they want a piece of that pie uh, so we've been well, like looking at like it, it's been very similar to yeah. like reporting superhero news like we're looking at like telephoto lenses of like the menu of the drive-through like yep. before it opened and people doing it's been really silly like like how chat. they're building the whole building and keeping everything under like white tarps like like the Deadpool three set is more visible than what McDonald's has been doing in Illinois for <laughs> like six months but it, but yeah. anyone who listens to the show for one knows we're we're big foodies right we're we're huge food motivation anything with a gimmick and uh i i shared with mike the i guess quote unquote official menu release as well and what i found interesting was 90 percent of this menu is drinks is all liquid based things uh, things you will not get at a mcdonald's yeah. either like it's not like oh they're bringing over you know the the, the coke machines from mcdonald's like this is stuff like it's got uh, tur- uh turmeric in some of this the drinks like there's special like there's like mixes and things yeah they got they got food items with like queso now, which is pretty yeah. badass. That was Mike's um, big takeaway. Was like, oh, they have queso. Yeah. Hey, they got queso. I mean, like you're you're never see queso in a McDonald's. And uh, I must be in some sort of a algorithm loop where I also get this like ex McDonald's corporate chef that shows up in my feed occasionally. And he likes to answer questions uh, about McDonald's that, you know, maybe he wasn't allowed to answer back when he was working there. But uh, one person asked, like, why does McDonald's, like, never experiment as much as, like, a Taco Bell or a Burger King, like, with their menu? And he said it's because McDonald's, like, just its scale is so massive, even in the United States, that whenever they roll something out, if it's going to re- leave just a little test market – they have to be able to supply the entirety of North America to have the same menu. Yeah. So he laid it down an example of they were looking at some sort of like blueberry breakfast item. I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was like a pancake or a muffin or whatever it was. But they they, they like did the math and like, oh, if we rolled this out, we wouldn't have enough blueberries like yeah. to make it 
so like there's yeah. not enough in the continent that we live on to no. get enough blueberries to make this item. So uh, I think Cosmics will be will be kind of like a fun playground the, for them where they don't have to worry so much about intense supply chains. Yeah, and again, for those who don't know, uh, Cosmic, uh, or not Cosmic, McDonald's corporate is in Chicago. So the first one will be in Chicago for the next six months. The other nine they're opening are all in Texas. So if you live in Texas over the next year, keep your eyes out. Let us know what she's... I, I think... It, this makes me want to like you know I, I don't think I'm gonna go to C two E two next next uh, or the spring but like in the fall I think there's like a fan fest up there and I might go to that I'm like well that'd be a great trip to go to the Cosmics uh, right uh, like oh, go to convention and that but um, love it I, I'm I'm yeah ba 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 we're loving it Mike that's that's how it goes right <laughs> I and mean, that's what we did to our song that's that's very exciting um, moving on I don't have Disney, I have Disney Plus but I don't have Hulu. Mike, do you you have the bundle, mm-hmm. right? Were you were you able to get the yes, that I have, beta app? Well, you, I haven't opened up um okay. I haven't opened up Hulu, but I did open up Disney yesterday and I didn't notice any any particular okay. like splash screen or branding. Um so maybe I just missed it or I don't have the update. You, yeah, you might not be in it. So the beta's released and when I listen on the show Jason has it and he sent me a photo of his um, like, mm. like immediately he was like, I got it. And I'm like, so it's essentially Disney plus, but there's an extra icon to the right with just a, um, a Hulu icon. Uh, and I'll, I'll oh. actually share it to you. Like you, you, like if, like if you're not originals. looking, it, it's not even that it's just like we're national geographic and star Wars and Marvel have their icons. It just says Hulu. So I just text it to you. Mike, uh, okay. And you take a quick look. And it's like, it's yeah, very subtle. That. And I'm like, this, this makes <laughs> sense. Uh, it's weird. It's at the end of the app. Uh, I figured they'd put it at the front of the app with all the content from Hulu. But uh, maybe they also have to pay licensing per streaming. But um, uh, it, it is out. And I have heard, uh, and this is obviously something that will probably be rectified over time, not all Hulu content is in here because you have to license it to where, where it'll play, right? And some of it probably didn't mm-hmm. have a transferable license into uh, Disney Plus app yet. Um, but uh, I, I thought that was cool, and I, you know, I just want to give a shout to Jason for sharing that because, again, I, I don't have Hulu. I don't. I don't know if I have to have Hulu to see this, like, or if I just open up my Disney Plus and they're like, oh, here's a Hulu, and click on it, and they try to get you to to upsell into yeah. it, kind of deal. Um, but- I'll have to take a look. Our 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 media digestion is a little different uh, this month. Yes. Like a lot of other people, it's just a lot of Christmas movies. So you're just I'm bouncing around left yeah. and right between streaming services or purchased. Uh, digital movies, which thankfully still exist on yeah. my Amazon Prime account. Yes. So yeah, maybe maybe when January rolls around, I'll, I'll kind of figure well, this out. And I was curious, you know, again, I, I know you guys, you, you know, you and your household definitely does a lot more media consumption than we do, um, right? Because I, I I I live in Plex essentially uh, year round. Mm-hmm. But like, um, if Christmas movies were on Hulu, or if they had a curated Christmas section in Hulu, like, can you get to it from Disney Plus? But uh, we'll, we'll take a look. But, yeah, absolutely, if that's there. Uh, if you have any thoughts, let me know. I just want to call out, I like how unintrusive it is. I, I thought it's a very smart design, and it fits with the aesthetic of Disney+. Plus. Um, moving on, we both have two Christmas movies we want to talk about real fast at the top of the show here. Yeah. So, hop, yeah, hop on uh, that. Yeah, we, uh, we were, uh, coincidentally, I believe it was on Hulu, scrolling through Hulu, just looking for something, you know, uh, quick, easy just throw it up while we were eating lunch one day, and uh, right on the front cover was a, a picture of Justin Long. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's Justin Long, I'm watching it. I love that guy. Uh, it's called Christmas with a Campbell. It, so I was like, how did this guy get roped into a, like a Christmas, like well, a Hallmarky Christmas? Is movie? he only doing Hallmark <laughs> movies and horror movies? I feel like that's the only two like sides <laughs> I see Justin Long in though. Well, so this one is pretty interesting. Like, I, normally I would maybe, like, bury the lead or, like, maybe tell you to go experience it for yourself. But this is, like, a quote-unquote, like, Hallmark Christmas movie made to, like, parody the Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't go as hard as and an intense as like a um, wet hot American summer or they came together where, you know, David Wayne, the director really leans into those uh, stereotypes and those gimmicks and everything in those films. Uh, Christmas with the Campbells. It's just kind of like you're watching a normal Hallmark Christmas movie. And then all of a sudden the characters are like swearing or they're talking about like going to bed and like giving each other like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, like afternoon delights under the covers or something. So it's like they, they, still try to keep it like pg-13 but it's definitely rated r because they're swearing in it it's a very surreal experience Uh, essentially the best way to describe it is if you're ever with your friends together 
and you sit down to watch one of these kind of like uh, cheesy uh, made-for-TV Christmas movies, and then you and your friends are just kind of like riffing, you know, while you're watching it, like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they said this or something like that? Uh, the director or the writer basically like, oh, let's just put those things that you're saying directly into the movie. So it's very weird and very confusing, but I think it's worth the, worth the watch. So go check out Christmas with the Campbells to be very confused. Uh, I, I don't think it's a great a great movie but what they're doing is like interesting enough i think it's just worth checking it out and if you got hulu i believe that's where it is you know okay. it's not going to cost you anything no no yeah that, that that's that's pretty good i mean um yeah i i said i just know yeah justin long he's always in some weird stuff but like not bad so that that's pretty cool that he's getting there mm-hmm. um for that um i was going to uh I, I didn't know you this, Mike, but uh, Merry Little Batman came out this week. I think I, we may, we've talked about it a little bit here or there, and we were talking about it before the show because I was having some tech issues, and we were solving it and conversing. But I literally just watched it this morning, came off fresh off of it. It's on Amazon Prime, which is weird because, Mike, you thought it was going to be on um, Max uh, because yeah, it's, Max, it's, sure. uh, it's a DC thing. But this is one of the few uh, properties that was picked up by another distributor, uh, Amazon being one of them. And it's there. And I've actually not seen any advertising for this. Uh, but you, you have, you said you've seen a big poster out in, in your neck Mm -hmm. of the woods. Yeah. But, um, obviously Amazon doesn't do a lot of trailers or stuff like that, but Maryland Batman's interesting because this, this is, uh, this is a really, it's an hour and a half movie. It's a full length movie, Mike, which you said blew you away, uh, that it's not like a little short. So it's a full 90 Mm -hmm. minute movie. And it's really interesting because it deals with um, Damian Wayne, uh, who is you know Batman's son from the comics, but he's like eight years old in this, and he doesn't. It doesn't specifically say it's a Damian from the comic books because it doesn't sound like he's trained in assassin arts. Like instead, he knows his dad's Batman, and like he's been training, I guess, him a little bit in this. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the art style in this, Mike, because it strikes me as uh, three different generations of art all in one. Uh, which comes mm. off with uh, a hand-drawn animation style, right? Uh, you've seen the things. It looks like pencil drawings, like pencils, uh, like you know, manual lines. I know it's done in computers, but it looks hand-drawn. The backgrounds remind me of something kind of like out of like, um, you know, like the '90s cartoons, like Ah, Real Monsters or something like that. And there's some side mm-hmm. characters, some henchmen that even give me like characters, like designs you'd see in like Doug, the show Doug from the '90s. Um, and then some of the other characters later on, like in, the, in like the city, are like stuff you'd see in regular show. So this thing is all over the place. Visually, it's, it's, it's a treat because I wanted to call it. You're familiar. You, you've done this for our opening. The squiggle lines, like Doug used to do in, in mm-hmm. old shows, they do that, but with textures on the characters in this. So the backgrounds are static, but they wow. change the textures on like a character while they're on the screen to kind of give them a little bit of motion to it. Um, and I That's thought that cool. was a I very learned just interesting. recently. I learned just recently that 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 those line squiggling, uh, it's called line boiling, which oh. I thought was kind of cool because yeah, it does look like. So yeah. it sounds like you got like boiling textures. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it, and, I, and and I was watching. I'm like, oh, this is like. Not only is the story fun, it's a Christmas thing. Uh, it's, it's very, it's very. I think it's very holiday. It's it's not the best thing I've ever seen, Mike. But I, I'm like for free on Prime. I'm like, this is this is a good time. Um, I'm glad it's not in theaters uh, for sure. But I, I I had a really good time watching it. But I was like the. the the designs, the choices along the way were probably just as interesting to me as the story was throughout this. So, um, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it could be interesting uh, for everyone to check it out. I had a good time, uh, and obviously it's the it's the holiday time of year, right? So we uh, on my on my Plex I have a fake TV channel set up, um, or Christmas movies that just play twenty four seven on there. Oh, that's awesome, man! So um, yeah, I watched uh, Yogi Bear's First Christmas. I don't know if you've ever seen that animated treat from <laughs> no, the eighties. Is it's it's funny. Um, you know, obviously we have Muppet Christmas Carol coming up. That's that's one of our, our favorites. But um, yeah, Merry Little Batman now on Amazon if you want to do that. But uh, we're gonna start off the show by talking about some video game stuff. But Mike, you want to jump into yeah. your little little update here? It looks like you have. <laughs> oh oh yeah, I forgot I put this in here. <laughs> yeah, I've just been making more progress in Tears of the Kingdom now that I've uh, wrapped up Spider Man. And I'm convinced I'm playing this game wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's an open world, and they 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 want to encourage people to play however they want. But I've got it in I got a bug in my brain that I don't want to do anything until I fully unlock the map. So I've unlocked the surface, and now I'm underground. 
and I'm like finding all of like the little underground like seed bloom things. Like I almost have the entirety of the map cleared and story wise, I'm not even close to like halfway done with it. So like, I don't think this is how you're supposed to play the game. Like there's like this, there's like this, um, um, like functional wheel in the game where you pull up the dial and you can pick these different abilities that uh, Link has. And I've had one slot that's been empty for just like hours and hours and hours and days and days and days of playing. Uh, and I'm like maybe close to halfway through the game and it's it's still been empty. And I'm just like, why is this still empty? And I just figured out what it does like yesterday. I, I finally unlocked the ability and I get the feeling that I was supposed to get this like hours ago like many gameplay sessions ago mm -hmm. so i finally have like i'm finally starting to get all these different things locked out so it's just really funny i just want to know if anybody else has ever played an open world game and they feel like they're doing it all wrong like all in the wrong order like they take a lot of the training a lot of the guides and um the the, the gutter guards off of this game so i'm just oh, like yeah. wandering aimlessly so it's, um it's funny you mentioned that because fortnite lego launched on thursday right and it's a survival open world survival game kind of like minecraft i've never played minecraft so um there's no tutorials there's no hand holding it's like yeah here's some stuff here's some materials start crafting and building and i'm like this is i don't know what to do in an open world game like this like kind of like you are i'm like what am i doing mm -hmm. what do i need to go to, what do i need to start with because i'm i'm, I'm well in <laughs> over my head so absolutely um some some open world games without that, that structure are great for some people but i think for us we're not a we're not that audience <laughs> sometimes but, um, yeah, but that, that's it. T tune back in um, uh, whenever I figure out the next functional yeah. thing in this game. Well, once we get past the start menu with Mike, uh, we'll really start playing the game. You know, he's, <laughs> he's just watching that video. No, I'm kidding. But let's let's jump in the first video game. The biggest thing this week, and probably, um, you know, I wouldn't say it breaks the internet, but something that's close to breaking the internet, Mike, is Grand Theft Auto Six. Uh, the, the first mm -hmm. trailer we talked last week coming out and how, you know, will it be something, will it not be something huge that affects media? And obviously uh, it has come out and um, the trailer officially released on uh, Monday night, even though it's scheduled for Tuesday, because there were leaks online um, of the trailer. People were, uh, I don't know where they were getting it from, maybe other social accounts, other countries, I don't know where, but they were leaking it. So Rockstar was like, well, because of the leaks, we're going to officially put it out on Monday night. And um, watching this, uh, the first thing I take away from this, Mike, is um, the density of this game, right? The, the number of characters, the number of buildings, the cars. Like, this is a very, like, it's old old open world games are very open and kind of empty. This looks like it's cram-packed to the core. Like, a very, very lived-in uh, Miami, Florida, if you will, at the end of it. Mm -hmm. um, also seems to be followed, uh, the main story is a yeah, Bonnie and Clyde-style couple, but in the middle of this trailer, they took a very interesting turn by referencing a lot of, um, or parodying, or even like almost, again, one for wanting actual Florida events. And you said this has real Florida man vibes in our chat. And yeah. It literally is. Everything that's happened in Florida is in like this thing. There's like, you know, um, so an alligator going into a store, someone pulling an alligator out of a pool, um, the, the Florida Joker man. I don't, know, I don't know if you've ever seen that official thing. Um, a, a bunch of stuff in here. But I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've, again, I've played a lot of Grand Theft Auto V, 4 and 5. Um, well, you you not so much. I don't think you've played 5 at all, have you? Um, no. But, like, what did you, is this is this game make you – is this this teaser, I guess, that comes out in 2025, does this make you excited? Are you interested in this just to see what it can do or it, or no? Yeah, I guess it just, I guess it just depends what mood I'm – like, I'm the type of player where – uh, I open world games like I was just saying like kind of um, confuse me mm -hmm. uh, but also I love games that I can just like pick up and play for a little bit and put down which open world games are great at too so it's hard to, for me to find that perfect balance but uh, yeah. the trailer was interesting because it was it was primarily just cinematic it was kind of hard to really get any sort of like gameplay out of it yeah. or functionality but uh Maybe they've been waiting so long because they're working on all those mud physics mm -hmm. because I'm sure there's going to be a section of the game where you're going to some sort of, like, tough mudder event or, like, uh, oh, yeah. uh, getting land. in those, like, big trucks. Yeah, with the big, like, tires and driving through the mud. Yeah. Um, I was looking for the wacky GTA characters, and they're definitely in this. There's, like, there's some sort of, like, wacky granny in this oh, doing yeah. something uh, briefly in the trailer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's where the game thrives, it but... Since the last game was out for so long, 
the the kind of the legacy of the characters kind of died after a couple of years, and then it was more of just like a sandbox where people played and made little yeah. viral videos. Well, that, or the, clips. the online portion, right, is, is what took yeah. off, and, and they they've updated since. Well, it's interesting. This this actually goes back to the Vice City from from Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Uh, it was like what two thousand two, two thousand three, when that came out. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to kind of revisit that in like a a modern graphics, if you will, uh, for that. And it also looks to have like a huge um the the middle part. We talked about the weird part. It's like it's like a social aspect to the game. It looks like like you're going to be doing social media, getting followers, or like could be a, a gameplay portion or a mini game kind of deal um to to yeah, gain notoriety. I, I mean that is. That is an interesting point. I usually hate it when media crams social media into like their narrative, right? Like when you're watching a movie and like they're just explicitly like showing you like Instagram or TikTok or something like that because you know that's not going to age very well. Mm-hmm. I kind of like them kind of dancing around the idea that it exists but not including it. But GTA has always been about like social commentary. They're always like trying to hit the pulse when those games came out. Um, so it, yeah, it would be weird because the last GTA game, as we've said a million times, came out so long ago. Like, social media was a thing, but it yeah. wasn't as like portable. It wasn't so synonymous and ubiquitous with culture. But you are right. Like now, it's like it would be weird to kind of be running around in like a modern city setting without like some sort of like smartphone functionality. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the yeah five has a smartphone, but it's like here's like seven apps on it, and you're like, oh, this is, yeah. this is rough. Uh, so, so absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to kind of see more again, a bunch of other companies have like, um, kind of parodied their trailers or releases or the colors from their teaser this week. And, um, Tom Petty's song that was in it has gone up like hundreds of thousands of like, it was, it was just a couple hundred percentage plays over like because of the, the trailer. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's just crazy. The cultural phenomenon some media game trailers have, but, um, yeah, that that was uh, I think the one of the biggest game news things this week in, in media. So we'll 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 keep you guys updated. This is coming out twenty twenty five. Um, like so I'll probably end up playing it when it comes there. But you know nothing nothing else. This uh, just please recommend watching the trailer in our show notes. But the game awards were uh, Thursday night uh, at uh, seven seven thirty my time four thirty east uh, Pacific, and um, boy that that is really I think they did the math. 18% of the whole three-hour show, three-and-a-half-hour show, is actual awards, and the rest are all trailers. <laughs> uh, so the Game Awards, I think, I think are an afterthought. I, I really, really don't don't like them. But uh, on the show, they brought out one of, I think, um, one of the most insufferable personalities as an actor, Mike, and that was Anthony Mackie on the stage. <laughs> and he just kept yelling, shut up to people in the audience, like, playfully, but, like, he just kept doing that, like, over and over again. Like, he had no you know other quips than telling people to, to stop yelling and shutting up like f- like playfully not like mean but i'm like oh this is sucks this is awful and like you're great <laughs> captain america but we don't like you in anything else uh but he was up there to threaten us um uh with uh, uh twisted metal season two being confirmed for peacock oh no <laughs> so apparently enough people did watch it we're not again i i think there are, i've heard both sides there are people who enjoy the schlocky stuff but there are people who don't um apparently a lot of people watched it the nostalgia for for twisted metal is is out there and people people wanted to watch the show so season two is coming mike i'm just curious if they're gonna turn like an f1 car into a tornado Mm -hmm. i don't know how you make that work in real life but (laughs) i remember that being a power of the f1 car in uh in twisted metal yeah I, i mean hopefully there's actually more twisted metal in the show but it sounds like they're gonna do their own little universe saying cross country kind of deals but um yep so if you're excited and you enjoyed the show congratulations you get another one if not and you didn't enjoy it you don't have to watch season two that's the beauty of it so um but that that confirmation i just i can't tell you how grating it was to watch anthony mackie on that stage doing that stuff like (laughs) we just like i'm cringing this is anthony mackie's um uh, uh, worst decision he ever made was to get too famous. Yeah. Uh, we, we liked him. Me and Chris loved him when he was just kind of like the supporting character, but now that he's been pushed to the front, it's just like, oh yeah, Anthony Mackie, why don't we like you? So, it some, seems like on paper we should really like him, but I, we just I, don't. I, I don't think it, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure I could hang out with him and be fine with it, but like, whenever he's in a public a performance or like acting or something, he's just, he's too sure of himself and it's not in a good way. Like, 
There are people who are like, yeah, I'm, I, I, I know what I can do and stuff. And he's just way too – he's trying too hard, it feels like. And uh. Anyway, moving on. One of the other surprise trailers we got was an unannounced uh, Marvel game for Blade. Like, uh, the trailer came up. Nobody knew what it was. It, it kind of gave vampire vibes pretty early on. But, you know, obviously there are vampire games everywhere. But um, uh, Bethesda and Arcane Studios have made the game Deathloop uh, and Dishonored. Uh, are making a blade and we had a new non-gameplay trailer here uh but they did talk about it after the trailer and confirmed that it is in fact set in paris uh and you can see that kind of from the trailer and it's a third person action game I yeah think, it, I think looks, it sounds great I, mean, I like i like the idea of a blade yeah. game <laughs> yeah the art style uh the art style looks really sick um, it kind of has that, um, I mean, I know it's reductive to just to say Spider-Verse for everything, but they're leaning into more of like a, a, a graphic style for the game. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It, if you look uh, at Deathloop, like a, it has the same art style as the Deathloop game, which is like that very heavy kind of line art. And it's not cell shading, yeah. but, but yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's only like, you know, it's just a brief moment where they're just in like a, a barbershop and he's kind of getting lined up and then... He uh, hears a commotion outside and, you know, uh, jumps into action. And there's, like, a brief shot of his, like, kind of, like, um, utility belt, if yeah. you will, where he has, like, a revolver, I think maybe some grenades, and, of course, I think he has swords as well. So I, I think they're kind of hinting at that. I kind of The first thing I thought of a little bit was, like, Devil May Cry, mm-hmm. um, where you just have, like, um, especially since they said, said third person. I don't know if that's a, any sort of, like, confirmation, but it looks like you're going to have a couple different styles of combat, of, like, yeah. shooting and swords and, you know, other. So yeah. that'd be kind of cool. There was um, a Deadpool game that came out 2014 uh, that, that was third person action, had swords uh, shooting and, and, like, explosives. And I could see that really translating to a Blade game with with that that vamp yeah. like to be upgrading your guns to kill vampires more i mean i imagine some some cool stuff like that yeah i just hope that this is like the start of a new era for marvel video games right where now we have this blade game we have a wolverine game we have like that um like more um what's it like world war Two? there's the captain america black, black panther, panther game, game or is that captain it's yeah. captain america black so, panther. Like, I... then there's a regular black panther game and then um there's a I think a couple more. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping just like the success and the, the high bar that insomniac Spider-Man games have set is like a call to action for just Marvel when they're uh, selling their license, you know, to other companies and studios knowing like people have high expectations now for these characters and IP. So when all of these games start to come out, you know, they've all been like announced. I feel like, uh, like one year apart. So hopefully we should have this, cadence soon where like every year we get like an awesome triple a killer marvel game coming up yeah um just kind of just doing a quick thing here. oh there's a un- iron the iron man game from ea uh black panther from ea captain america black panther from skydance wolverine and then blade now so there are five um and captain america black panther is the only one that's like a duo kind of deal as well like a, a mm-hmm. thing so yeah I, th- I think we're in a good thing again i think midnight suns was a great one uh, you know I, I i think you said we're a new era but i think we've been in a new era guardians of the galaxy um spider-man and Mar- midnight suns uh, you know all fantastic well 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 received um games in, in that regard you know avengers avengers uh has that live service stain on it and um I think any live service game is going to have a stain on it no matter what you do when you release it. I know the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is coming out, and they're kind of selling it. It's like a live service game. I'm like, ooh, that didn't work out well for anybody last time. So, um, <laughs> But but overall, I think you know there are – there are, I mean, Marvel I, – I, I don't want to talk about the mobile games, but Marvel Snap's a pretty good game. I, I play it every day still. So um, I, I do think I – do, I agree with you. We're in for a treat coming up, and uh, I, th- I think it'll be good. But, yeah, you can check out that trailer here. Let us know uh, what, what you're doing and what you're excited for. And still in the Marvel Universe, uh, Ryan Reynolds uh, has uh, is trolling us with uh, the set leak photos with his own set leak photos. And I've included his Twitter thread here of all the photos. Now, I will say, doing the show notes for this, there are leaks from the Deadpool 3 filming this this, this area like every day right now. There are, there are characters all over the place. So if you want to avoid spoilers, just don't go looking for any of this stuff. But I think this is a very hilarious response to that, where he has uh, obviously gotten someone to Photoshop in a bunch of stuff into some of these leaked set photos already. 
Um, and some, yeah, some, I mean, the killer one for me is the Quibi one, Mike. Like, I, I think <laughs> Quibi is as most poignant for this show. But uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, all of the um, I, I think all of the set leaks have already made it into my algorithm, which is which kind of sucks. Um, but also, yeah, it, it that's what happens when you film outside. People are going to get those lenses and take those photos. But I, I feel like without spoiling anything, the, the, the things that I've seen kind of revealed in like the, you know, nerdy headlines throughout the week is, is nothing that's particularly surprising, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like there's been like a leak of like, oh, wow, this character that you've never seen before, like, oh, Silver Surfer or something spotted, you know, yeah. on set, right? It's it's all been like, oh, this makes sense to bring back, you know, this character it- or this character here. And some of the stuff may not even come to fruition, right? Like, they could just be filming stuff, and it may not come through in the final edits. Uh, but at the same yeah. time, like, how many rumors have we heard about a billion people coming into this movie? And, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. they are filming stuff just to mess with us a little bit. You know, I can see them doing that. Yeah, and and also, like, you could get a little – you could take a little context from this, too, where if, if all of these kind of um, – uh, sneak peeks are coming from this one outdoor shot where they're kind of just in this like wasteland of like signs and like garbage similar to that episode of the first season of Loki like this could be a story point in the movie where Deadpool falls into some sort of lost nebulous zone from the TVA right they mm-hmm. you know they prune him and he shows up in a very similar place and then all of these characters pop up so maybe they all kind of get revealed narratively at the same time you know yeah yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's no there's no telling what it is, but I mean, I think, you know, um if if you're looking for the funny ones, there is in fact someone has photoshopped the predator into this into one of the scenes here. Um <laughs> Deadpool holding a bag of cash with Mickey behind him clapping, which I thought was you know, that was pretty good. Um later on there's Steve Urkel Heidi I like doing his little Urkel dance <laughs> in the background as well. So I think I think these are these are all hilarious, if you will. Um, but that, and, and then probably the best way to, to handle this is he tagged everything Deadpool leaks and Deadpool spoilers. So if you look it up, um, these are going to be the first ones that pop up, right? So I think that's a a very you know not, a, a very good way to get ahead of that because you know Ryan Reynolds with the following he has those are going to be the most liked, most shared, most retweeted, if you will. So mm-hmm. they're going to they're take to the pop the top of that top of that line. So you're going to have to dig a little bit more. Um, the other thing came from a uh, quote-unquote scooper this week is that Wolverine's comic-accurate mask is said to be quote-unquote perfection, Mike. Um, All right. With the white eyes, <laughs> like the white lens covers, kind of like Deadpool does. And that the scooper also said, and I quote, it will make Batman's next cowl have to have the white eyes because it will be so good and true to the, the character. <laughs> I, I mean, wish my, I was that my confident. Assumption... Uh, in, in that <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm not imagining... Um, that the the cowl is on Hugh Jackman's face very long. You don't put Hugh Jackman in a movie, you know, <laughs> to hide it behind a mask the whole time. So I would imagine, yeah, it pops up with it, you know, either gets it shot off, knocked off, he takes it off to have a conversation, and maybe we don't see it again they, they until, could, like, the third act or well, something like that. Well, they could use it for the action scenes where he, like, puts it on. Kind of like how, like, again, I would say the same thing, but Ryan Reynolds, you know, they actually literally keep him masked and ugly for all of Deadpool 2. So well, I mean, it, yeah, I feel I feel like they put the mask on him to save uh the save time in the makeup chair. Yeah, that, uh, though <laughs> that that and also for if they're doing any uh, CG effects, they could just they don't have to worry about his whole face. They just need a little bit of his face. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean I'm excited to see it. But, um, uh, hopefully you know I don't think we're gonna get a trailer before the end of the year, Mike. But maybe first of the year we might get a get our first look at this since it's coming out. Yeah, in middle of the year. So. Uh, really, really excited to see. I did. I did watch Deadpool two this week. I, I, I did want to say, that. and I, I had a good time. Boy, those, that move, those movies fire on all cylinders when they're they're doing the jokes. <laughs> so, really, really excited to dive back into Deadpool three. Some early, uh, I say, uh, viewers for Echo, uh, the show that drops uh, next in less than a month, say that the um, episode, the first, I think they watched two, maybe three of the five episodes, say that the show is very violent and brutal, similar to Daredevil on Netflix. Like whenever they go with, for violence, they are doing blood, and you're making that sure that they use that TVMA rating on this, which I'm, All I, right. I'm excited to see that. I mean, I'm glad they're not pulling their yeah. bunches. I mean, Disney is out there uh, reminding parents that um, I know we launched our streaming feature without parental controls, but we got them now, and you should yeah. probably start using them. You should have to use them. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm very curious why they didn't give them all five, all these like early viewers, all five episodes. Maybe there's some reveal in episode four or five, but 
Um, mm, maybe they, they didn't say. I mean, I don't think they were allowed to talk about the quality of the show, but they did talk about the the violence. So I'm like, that's interesting. Um, be very excited to um, see if they can actually, you know, get that Daredevil quality that we're that we know know of. If not, this will be swept under the rug. We'll never hear from it again. So one one of the two things. Adventure into fear. Does this name mean anything to you at all? I mean, other than you look at the show notes here. Great. Um, <laughs> Does a, not. It, so this was a comic book series in the 70s uh, that focused on, like, the supernatural things in the uh, uh, Marvel Universe. And actually, I think issue 10 or 11 is where Man-Thing made his debut was in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, apparently, um, this I'm going to chalk this up with a big rumor here because apparently the series called Adventure Interfere is rumored to be developed by Marvel. Now, this can be one of two things, Mike. One is... It's a lie because all we're hearing from the people at Marvel and Disney is like, we're going to make less and do better. Uh, But all we ever hear now is like all these stuff that they're supposedly working on that we have no confirmation. So someone's making it up or someone's lying, probably both along the way. Or two, they had a bunch of um, horror things that were going to be multiple, like uh, like an Elsa show, a man thing, werewolf by night thing other horror things and they were gonna have separate things but now they've merged them all into one to to save that and you know like i said this shows we're gonna focus on main thing elsa bloodstone werewolf by night and other horror characters uh fine i guess i mean we have no confirmation is this something you'd watch if it was like a horror supernatural based show yeah i mean at some point they're gonna have to develop that side of the marvel universe if they're gonna bring in a character like blade mm-hmm. like you gotta have a like you know a, a background some sort of strong foundation that kind of vampires can stand on yeah. uh you know they already introduced a man thing which was a cool introduction i really liked that yeah. so yeah uh, but just like always like we used to give marvel the benefit of the doubt for everything that they were going to do but we just unfortunately can't do that anymore with the kind of state of the mcu so uh yeah if they're gonna do it hopefully they can you know hire some good writers if it's gonna well, be a series they're all adapting to that new format of um yeah. you know actual showrunners and stuff yeah my my, con- my my concern is um if if they are slowing down things when would we even see this like i said that the other day right we were talking about the the other spinoff shows like they might just be a re post reboot like uh shows if, if they're going to do this and they're slowing down things when do we see adventure into fear mike is this another five six years before this comes out as a yeah they, i mean it kind of goes back to it goes back to that blade video game a little bit of like what's going to come out first the blade video game or the blade movie mm-hmm. and uh these games take a while to make unfortunately uh because they're extremely intricate and there's a lot going on so there is a chance we could get this blade game before we really kind of get the general public back into uh blade you know yeah Yeah, it could it could be either one maybe hope maybe there's some synergy and like we've talked about before they come out at the same time but i i just you know my guess is that there's all these ideas and like things like hey we have potential to choose from and you know, we've we've got them on like again. We always talk about the the the, the, meta, the metaphorical dry erase board, right? There's like the must-haves, the wants, and then the nevers. And I feel like this is like a um, in the maybe section. Like, hey, we we have these characters we introduced in that one spinoff thing that did really well. Um, the the one shot or whatever spotlights. Uh, what the, what the hell were those called? See, I don't even remember the name of them. Uh, special the presentations. Special presentations, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, like, are we ever going to, uh, you know, come back to those characters? So I think I think they're in the maybes, but I, I feel it's going to be too far out and too far gone before before we get there again. Uh, Spectacular Spider-Man. Uh, I know a lot of people are big big fan of this show, and it's been on Disney Plus uh, for a while streaming, but apparently it's just gone uh, off of Disney Plus out of nowhere, no warning. Uh, so it's no longer streaming in the U.S. or U.K. And uh, it was kind of like it's just mentioned unceremoniously dropped. But this is most likely due to licensing agreements because Sony owns the show. So Wow, yeah. I didn't even know that they were um, they were licensing it from Sony. I just assumed all of the animated stuff because even this aired on Disney XD, didn't it? No, no Spectacular um, Spider-Man, I think. Well, it might have been. Thought it, I, I thought, thought it was an XD. I'm going to have to look this up. Uh, well, I guess I guess I guess Disney must must have licensed it to get it on um, 
to get it on the air. But yeah, it was I, on, I just assumed uh, it was. The first season was the CW actually, and then the second season was Disney XD. But it is a Sony Pictures uh, television production. So. Wow. All right. Well, yeah, I was su- I was surprised to hear it wasn't just uh, Disney um, outright. Yeah. But yeah, th- this this brings up just like a bigger problem in general of just these. Uh, digital libraries like constantly in flux i mean i don't know if i'm just slightly more forgiving um just you know i guess you know everybody kind of quote unquote experienced the early days of netflix i guess maybe if you're on the younger side maybe not but i was very used to just net just streaming services always just kind of dropping picking back up uh shows so i never assumed that you know if I had Netflix, I'd be able to watch The Office on there forever. You know, it went away and came back. I, I think of it more of like whenever I decide I want to rewatch The Office, you know, whether it's every year or every couple years, I just find the streaming service that it's on and subscribe to it and then throw it and then ditch it when I'm done, right? You know, mm-hmm. I follow the content, not necessarily the other way around, like waiting for it to come to me. So. Yeah, it's unfortunate if if anybody like was just like uh, deep into like a Spider-Man rewatch, like their family or their kids or something, and then oh now it's gone. Sorry, Tommy. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's gonna. I mean, this is a very you know niche show that had, had a cult following afterwards. It only got twenty six episodes total across two seasons, so this is not, I guess, the bigger thing. But I think there are items like, you know, uh, that would be you know again we talk about Merry Little Batman, technically. DC owns the rights, but it was produced by Am- or it's distributed by Amazon. Where are you going to find this stuff at? Where is it going? You know, can you watch it? Sony's really they're 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 a good and bad company because they don't have their own streaming app, right? Sony doesn't want to invest in that thing. They just license their content out. But boy, we do not have any insight when those deals come and go. And I'm I'm more used to lately seeing a lot of hey, these shows are leaving at the end of this month, or these shows are coming at the start of next month, right? Like. You see a lot of articles or, or things that way. Um, I think Netflix is, was pretty good about you know, warning people for a while. Um, and they still may be. I just, I just don't know. So I, I think it's interesting that when they don't make a commotion, things just disappear. Like, are you going to bring it we back? We need like, like a little – do that? We need like a little icon. You know when you go on um, – what is it? Like MacRumors.com where mm-hmm. it tells you whether you should buy a, a Mac item or not yeah, or like if it's you know, going to get refreshed yeah. soon. Yeah, that's what we need. Like, I need like a big red stoplight, you know, if I'm about yeah. to start streaming a series and it's just like, oh, yeah, buddy, you're not going to have time to finish that before it leaves. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, I use Xbox Game Pass and they are really, really good about saying these games are leaving Game Pass. You only have like mm-hmm. four days to play them. And they're like this. They make a big deal of it. You're like, oh, OK. So like they hope and they do that in hopes that you'll buy the game when it leaves kind of deal. Like it's a little different mm-hmm. market, but like at the same time, if if Microsoft can do it, the streaming services should be able, you know, to do that as well. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think we need a, a law passed in this country where you just can't use words like buy or un or like you know, yeah. in the sake of your cell phone plan, unlimited, unless it actually means that, right? Yeah. Because uh, when these things, like when Zaslav pulled all that stuff from the PlayStation Store, right? you you didn't buy it like and i don't think people should be like customers should be punished going like oh well yeah you so, technically weren't, weren't weren't buying it you're releasing it but the button says buy right yeah. like there is a cultural accepted definition of what the word buy means yeah. so like even though it would look weird and none of these companies would like it i think they should be forced to swap out the text buy with lease yeah. i mean i know it feels weird like you're getting a car but it's the most accurate definition so, of what so it is we actually never didn't cover that on the show we just covered that in text this week um is that yeah people on the sony uh playstation store uh if, if you if you actually purchased slash leased uh, digital discovery content it is leaving at the end of the year and there's nothing sony can do about it like you, you just will not have access anymore to that and that is you know i, I agree with you mike that's a huge problem and that um you know as people shift to digital as they stop making physical items that becomes um a, a bigger problem right as as, the, as people rely on this now again you brought there there are some digital storefronts um like apple or disney or, or you know several things where they're, they're not going to fail on this level, if you will. But Discovery is like what the set would like. How big is Discovery? Like HBO. They're like huge. They're like a huge media company. Yeah. So for them to pull off of a Sony store, now, mind you, 
I don't know how many people bought on the Sony store, but anyone who does and clicks that buy button and you assume that you're going to be able to watch it at any given time or re-download it at any given time. Great. But this is actually being removed and completely. You can't even watch it uh, or, or stream it from there. So like, it's not like you can't even not buy this gone. And that is, and I agree that is the problem. And that does need to be some consumer protection. It laws, you know, passed to, to help with that because um, yeah. Well, we may be tech savvy. We understand it. We pay attention. There are probably, you know, for every one of us, there's ten other ten regular people who don't and will not understand when they when they don't get it. So, mm-hmm. um, ab- absolutely, absolutely awful. But spectacular Spider-Man is something that's, you know, mind you, you're, thank God when you're paying for a streaming service, that is more of a lease. Thankfully, and you understand that stuff comes and goes. It's just weird that you know, again, when Marvel owns Spider-Man, you figure they try to at least block in a longer contract, but. Uh, yeah we'll see uh in other news spider-man noir the live action show that is uh coming to amazon um with uh with amazon and sony contributing has hired steve lightfoot who ran the live action punisher show on netflix uh as a showrunner so while we may not be okay with all these spider-man spinoffs at least you know um the punisher was not a bad show on netflix i think and you, and you said this is live. You said this is live action. This is live action. Um, yeah. So I, this is this I mean, exists in that like silk, you know, and spider society kind of era of of deals they yeah. were making over there. It's strange. It's strange, right? I feel like the the public has very split version on Spider Noir, right? Mm-hmm. I would say the more more people think of it as like goofy nick cage right being like overly dramatic like in brooding whereas isn't the source material like just a little bit more straightforward it's like actually supposed to be dark you know yeah, and it's yeah. not like just goofy wacky <laughs> the, the noir universe is set in like the 1920s like gangster everything's like black and white gangster kind of thing like an origin of that and he wasn't bit by a radioactive spider it's not the regular spider-man he's just more of a a detective who relies on like spider like style to to be you know um yeah. i guess a spider-man if you will in that that era. but yes yeah. it's very dark and gritty if you will yeah i think uh i mean we're about to talk here <laughs> in just a second about another uh show so i think just in general i would be more accepting for these random amazon spider-man shows if they were like just one-offs right like Oh, just like six episodes, you know, of um, Spider-Man Noir. It wraps up the whole, you know, story. And then, you know, maybe they do like a combined mm-hmm. live action event, you know, where we see all these well, these characters so on he, the big screen. He, I Like, I just can't commit to multiple seasons of Spider-Noir or like Silk. Yeah, yeah. Using Spider-Man Noir as a name is going to be a problem because the report is also reiterated the show will be set in its own universe with the main character not being Peter Parker. So when you watch Spider-Man, you expect Peter Parker. Why, why not just call it something else? Like, just take this the core material. You're making a noir show. Um, it doesn't have to be Spider-Man. Why? Well, I, I know you're just using it because people know Spider-Man, but, like, it's not Peter Parker. It's not really Spider-Man noir. This is going to suck. This is not going to be good, Mike, not for anybody. But, you know, Amazon mm-hmm. is, is moving forward with it, and we, there's nothing we can do. But maybe maybe it, ha- it has a chance to be stopped before it comes to fruition, like this next show. And we just talked about Silk Spider Society. I had an update earlier or later this week. I think it was actually yesterday and Saturday that uh, the Amazon writers' room for for Silk will restart in January. Right? We talked about them being sued by the WGA. Mm-hmm. The reason they have not restarted is because the current scripts may not be up to snuff. So whoever's in charge of greenlighting shows over there, I forget what her name is, uh, could be like, "This is not good enough. We do not want to re-pick up this show, and it will be canceled." So, um, uh, interesting. So that's why they've not restarted yet. It's because they're going through and checking the status of what's currently being written. So we still have hope, Mike, that these may not come to fruition at the end. Of the day. <laughs> we might get what we want. Yeah, I, and I think I think Silk Spider Society Silk. If they just called it Silk, and they kind of like had some like you know allusions to like Spider Man stuff, I think she'd be fine. Um, Spider Man Noir, I think is is the the one I'm just like. Please don't do that. That that's already a good thing. Don't ruin it even further. But no oh well. Star Wars news, Mike. We got some Star Wars news here. I guess rumors. The rumor is that episode ten casting announcement is likely soon. Um, now that the SAG after strike is officially over, it was ratified. Not to this be week. confused with episode ten of a TV show. 
Yes. Uh, this is episode 10, as in the Star Wars uh, films. Yes, this Man, is the, I, um, I, uh, the Ray movie they announced, I guess, back uh, whenever. Yeah, I feel... I feel like with these Star Wars movies, I struggle to find anything new to say that I haven't already said in previous weeks, right? It, it's just kind of like the greatest hits with me of just like, uh, Star Wars, we'll see. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I'll leave it at that, I guess. I, I'm, like, I, the, they need to re- replenish hype after, you know, um, Episode Nine, right? Rise, Rise of... Is it not Rise of Skywalker? Was it Rise of Skywalker? Whatever the Skywalker one was. We don't even. One. That's the. We don't yeah. even know. That's right. a problem right there. We. I can't even name the last Star Wars. I can movie. tell you everything about Dave Filoni's Star Wars, but I can't tell you about the mainline movie. Right. Right. Right off, off mm-hmm. hand, which is which is the problem. So how do you get people hyped for a Star Wars movie again? What is what is this going to be? It's, you can't just announce a movie and say yes, people will go watch it. Yes, Star Wars. Even Rise of Skywalker made a, like billion dollars. It, it will make money, but like have some quite have a plan. I think. Again, I've said this. Again, you mentioned the greatest hits, the reiteration. Have a plan for your Star Wars movies. Like, have like, don't just do one and then hey, we'll we'll, we'll give it to some random person to do the next one, and then we'll come back to that original person to do the third one. And they all they don't make sense anymore. So mm-hmm. if they're gonna do this, they need to have a game plan for an overarching game plan and and do this uh, do this right with with that. So, um, I the thing is with with casting announcements, I guess you know to hit these Star Wars movie deadlines, they're gonna have to start filming sooner than later. So I think that's why they're hoping to do some announcements um, before the end of the year. Which brings me into the next topic, which is actually the Mandalorian season four uh, is rumored again to be turned into a movie, and this also being announced before the year's end, so they can start working on that proper rather than you know start filming a TV show. Soon, like, I yeah. think so, that... what, so what would the cadence be here of release? A Mando movie, a season two of Ahsoka, and then that kind of culmination Filoni movie, which I don't remember the name of it. it yeah, full, yeah. The well, he doesn't, doesn't have a name yet. It, we're, we're tentatively calling it a, a heir to the Empire, right? Um, kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, it would be the yeah, Mandalorian, possibly Ahsoka, and then the the big uh, theatrical culmination movie yeah um and i guess um it could, andor would be in there somewhere but unrelated well we have well we also have skeleton crew and uh, acolyte oh, and andor yeah, of course right. but those, those were announced for this year acolyte and skeleton crew are coming this year as well um or 2025 for sure um but you know if we just talk about this i i think episode 10 would come before feloni's movie right um but you know i also think that's a mistake if they can get all of this connected stuff out of the way first um that might be yeah better. That seems to be the smart call. I think you you kind of, yeah, yeah. I think that's you got to wrap up this kind of thing that you've already started before you start throwing me back into the future. Because the the biggest selling point, at least to me in the audience, when Episode Seven came out, is like we're finally moving forward. Mm-hmm. This is uncharted territory. We're not going back to old Clone Wars events carving out stories even though they were good we're moving we're progressing right i love that feeling of moving forward in uncharted territory so uh, yeah i feel like don't muddle that up with kind of um what floney's working on right now yeah. wrap that up and then let's press on and see if yeah. we can get get, get the focus on his for billion stuff. dollar box office yeah like because i think season four of the mandalorian like will be the last if i could be completely honest between us right whether it's a movie or tv show mm-hmm. i think it is um it will be its last and it's run its course it's been a great show it's done some great stuff it's set up um a huge thing and if it culminates between that that ahsoka and this this movie um get it get it done get it out of the way and then focus on the future, and then you also have the original movie, right? The one that's in the, the past that they're doing, the like the first Jedi. Um, that can be a good one-off, but like really, really don't have all three of these timelines. Sometimes four timelines going at the same time. Get 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 two if at most get two. Um, if, if if you can get it down to one, even better. But I, I think you know for everyone's sake, do that. I also think the other thing uh, for the Mandalorian um, season four. Do you think this is a Disney Plus movie or a theatrical release to try to recoup some of the costs that they're losing on Disney Plus? That's a that's a good point. Like I feel like, you know, the Star Wars audience is smart enough to know how to go to a movie theater, right? Mm-hmm. But also like everything Mando has been on my couch. So I I'm kind of expecting the next chapter of Mando to be on my couch. Yeah. So I guess they have to balance, you know. Right. 
Exactly. Like, and, and, and again, he, Disney Plus has trained people to watch things at home, and that's part of the box office issues this year, right? Like, hey, you don't like it, 30 days, yeah. 45, it'll be at home. Mandalorian started with, with the theatr- or Disney Plus thing. It kicked off the whole streaming service. Uh, so. I mean, they could they could do the strategy that kind of Netflix does, where sometimes they do simultaneous, like home and it, theater, or theater one week and then it's at home it, the next week. You know, it really worked out. I mean, I'm not saying this is ex- exactly it, but Five Nights at Freddy's worked did the the simul release, right? That's true, and it mm-hmm. it made a lot of money and did really really well. So I think there is an opportunity for them to do that. Um, if if they want to take that risk, um, I would like to see if it, they do a Mandalorian movie. I I would probably go to the theaters to watch it just to get that experience right because anything mm-hmm. the thing about Star Wars no matter if it's a TV show or the movies the soundscapes and the visuals are always fantastic so true um, mm-hmm. getting experience that in the theater would be fantastic and then being able to come home and watch you know watch it again if I wanted to uh, have it in the background would be fantastic so um, always an options we'll keep you guys posted Lastly, Superman Legacy. James Gunn, he shared a picture. I think I saw it this morning. He's out doing – there's their location scouting for Superman Legacy. And um, one of the other mm-hmm. things is uh, Kurt Russell and his son – what's his name? Wyatt, Wyatt Russell? Russell. Yeah, they're, they're finally mm-hmm. doing talks for uh, the Monarch show because the actor strike is over, right? Uh, they're, they're doing interviews, so they're out together. Um, the biggest rumor in the world is Kurt Russell is going to be Jor-El in the movie, the father of Superman. Um, and oh. his, his exact quote was, yeah, I'll take on Marlon Brando. I'm like, okay, that's fine, I guess. Uh, I don't – Kurt Russell would probably make a nice Jor-El, right? I don't see a problem with that. Uh, I mean, this falls into the path, right, of where James Gunn likes to hire people that he's previously worked with. So um, yep. Kurt Russell has been in his roster before with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. So yep. it – you know, it makes sense that he's whipping out his little contact list and calling people and, that he likes. And Kurt Russell is not a bad actor. I think he could easily pull it off, right? He's, he's oh, a good Kurt actor. Kurt Russell's he, a great actor. I yeah. know, right? Like, it's not like, oh, we're just picking people James Gunn worked with because the next one is going to be someone he's worked with multiple times. And mm-hmm. it's actually, I would say, nothing against it, but a downgrade. But I think, you know, Kurt Russell would be a fantastic role to, to play Jor-El. Uh, the ex, next mm-hmm. bit of news here, our last bit for the show, is that Sean Gunn, uh, the brother of James Gunn, who's in everything he does, uh, will play Maxwell Lord in the DCU going forward. And Maxwell Lord was previously <laughs> uh, portrayed by Pedro Pascal in Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> so is he like, oh, yeah, I'll take on Pedro Pascal, taking yeah. a quote from Kurt Russell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our house loves Sean Gunn because yeah. he is known as uh, Kirk from Gilmore, Gilmore Girls in yeah. this house. It, so again, I, I like yeah. that I figured out um, Sean Gunn as a uh, – as a awesome presence on screen, uh, watching Gilmore Girls with my wife, and then later I found out who's he related to. Wait a minute. Yeah, yeah I get Sean Gunn, uh, Craglin in the Guardians movies. Uh, was a Weasel in um, uh, mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad and the upcoming. He's also voicing Weasel and another character in the uh, animated show that James Gunn's doing. Uh, not Monster Squad, whatever it's called. It's like Suicide yeah, Squad, but monsters. Like uh, but I, I get this this version of Maxwell Lord, according to James Gunn, is the comic book version where he's not like a, you know, a, like he's like, hey, I'm here to solve problems. Like, you know, everyone is welcome rather than the pe- the Wonder Woman 84 version is more of a self-centered, like narcissist kind of character, right? Like I'm lying. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm more deceiving. So it, you know, we're going to get different versions. He's not playing the same character. But, you know, um, Wonder Woman 84 still leaves a bad taste in my mouth like three years later. So, uh has it been three years? Two or three years later. So, um, yeah, it's fine. I, I, I'm not surprised Sean Gunn will be getting more work in the DCU going forward. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how that is. Mike, that is our episode this week. It wasn't a lot of news. It is the holidays um, for people who may not, uh, you know, in two weeks, we haven't already said, two weeks we're not going to do a Christmas show because on Christmas Eve. So we're going to be spending that time with our family. We, we recommend you guys also spend that time with your family and put on superhero slate around the christmas tree let them all listen to us together we can all make <laughs> oh it god nice. don't do yeah. that <laughs> <laughs> look of all the things you've said over the show over the years mike this is like one of the the most normal ones we, we gotta do, make okay? we gotta making it the only way we can ask an audience to do that is we gotta make some sort of looping like yule log animation mm-hmm. yeah. uh then our faces can kind of just like pop up from oh, yeah. behind the yule log every once in a while exactly yeah yeah it's just this us uh, i'll just replace the table with the fire put in, in our video mike easy easy yeah. done but uh if people want to come back and listen to our show um next week when we do our normal episode we also have aquaman review coming up the end of this month where can they get all them goodies at 
Yeah, head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That is where we hang our stockings above the fire. SuperheroSlate.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you love to listen to fine podcasts. Uh, like us on on YouTube. Follow us follow, on YouTube. Follow us on, what YouTube. Is it on YouTube. Click the bell, if you will. Uh, subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe on the YouTube. Ring that bell. You can like a video on yeah. You can like a video, YouTube. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, podcast reviews are always great, too. That'd be a great present for us this year to head on over to iTunes, uh, wherever else podcasts can be reviewed. That's really nice. We love yeah, that. Do it in um, you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. Um, we love hearing from you. What do you think about uh, – do you think Mandalorian should be on Disney Plus or do you think it should be on the big screen, that next uh, chapter of it? Uh, let us know. Reach out. We love our super fans. If you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy, and we'll be here every week, folks. That's right. We will see you guys next week. Bye.